0: Yeah, Dr. Dre is in full effect, and I gotta tell y'all a little something. Eazy-E is down with us. MC Ring, you know he's down with us. DJ Yala is down with us. Arabian Prince, you know he's down with us. Tony A. the Wizard is down with us. JJ Bag is down with us. Timmy T, you know he's down with us. DJ Pooh, boy, is down with us. Toddy B and they're down with us My boy Ice Cube, you know he's down with us I like to mention, so pay attention to where I'm from Compton, but the tapes are from the rhodium My name is Dre, listen while I play And by the way, I'm also down with NWA Yo, Steve at the rhodium is down with us Slang funky
1: tapes, it is a must We're number one Yo, welcome back everyone to Rodian Radio episode four. This actually completes one month. Uh, before we get started, and I introduce my special guest, uh, uh, once again, I just want to remind everybody why we have Rodian Radio. I was inspired by uh, my good friend, my mentor, and a father figure named Steve Yano and his wife Susan. You cannot uh, mention Steve without mentioning his wife Susan. I like to say that they were like the dynamic duo. Uh, Steve Yano has passed away now for five years and I want to continue his legacy that he started at the Rhodium Swami. and the reason why we call this Rhodium Radios, it it was inspired by the Rhodium Swami stand that he had where he gave uh, um, independent artists a voice whether through the mixtape, selling their vinyl, uh, etc. But once again, um, so I am here to give independent artists uh, a voice, a platform to actually be heard. to share their story and so that you can get to actually know them a little bit better. But without further ado, I would like to introduce my good friend, somebody that I've known for years since the early 90s. Somebody that I believe uh, um, has produced uh, uh, two classic albums, at least uh, uh, that I know, at least that are my favorite. Um, And uh, we've been friends for a long time. Not only is he a producer, he's a DJ, but also an engineer. Without further ado, my good friend Ernie G, all the way from Santa Monica. Thank you for coming, brother.
0: Thank you for inviting me.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, you know, before we get into all the good stuff about Frank V, the first Proper Dose album, the second Proper Dose album, uh I, I want to introduce to the public a little bit behind the scenes of Ernie G. Uh wh- where were you raised at? Santa Monica. Okay. Right Santa, Santa Monica. Mon- okay. Yeah. Now uh were you always were you always raised there? Did you move always?
0: Razor, always razor, yeah.
1: What elementary school did you attend? Edison. What junior high school? John you... Adams. What high school? Samo High. Samo High? Yeah. Okay. Santa play? Monica High, basically Samo okay. High. Did you play any sports?
0: Uh, I tried baseball. I was on the Giants, but but you know most people <laughs> were on the little league, which was on 14th Street on, on Olympic. Uh huh. We, we're on the low-budget side on Stewart. You right. know, And so and I kind of sucked. After all, I'm like, this ain't for me, so I didn't, I didn't pursue so it. So you kind of sucked. Yeah, super sucked.
1: So so now, growing up, and if I'm correct, in a Mexican home. Yes. Uh, are your parents from Mexico?
0: Straight, straight out of Mexico, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what
1: part of Mexico were your mom Jalisco. and dad from? Uh,
0: my dad's from El Valle. You know, they call it Turkey City because they all have, always have a nickname. And my mom's from uh, uh, um, uh, Buenos Aires. Okay. Buenos Aires, yeah. El Pueblo. They call it El Pueblo.
1: Do, do you, as, a, as a kid, Well, were you born there as well? No, I
0: was born and raised here. From okay. what I know, it's UCLA. Okay. I was born in UCLA. Uh,
1: any other family members that were born in Mexico as far as sisters, brothers? No. Uh-uh. Uh, they were all born here. So they got married and came over here to Santa Monica my parents yeah uh
0: from what they told me yeah i think from I, what they I don't told you, you wait a minute. yeah they got married over there and i think my mom came first then my dad came you know after. okay that's the yeah. way it is huh? yeah i'm gonna have to tap into that huh. yeah.
1: now now how, how many brothers how many sisters do you have
0: well i i had one brother he passed away okay. in 96 that's uh, Chato, rest so in, peace. That rest yeah. in peace. so he passed away in 96 and uh my sister i got okay. one sister
1: so there was three of you. Now there's three of them. Now there's two. Yes. Okay. Now, paint a picture for me. Uh, growing up, what kind of music was played around your house? Uh, did your mom play something different than what your dad did? Did your dad play something different than what your mom did? Or did they pretty much no, play the my, same thing?
0: No, my father never played music. My mom was always, you know, I know it sounds cliche. Right. But it was them Saturday, Saturday mornings when you get your ass up and... uh to clean the house you know and my mom would pay, play <laughs> man we my mom still has albums actually i have her albums she would play a, a lot of spanish like from los Bukis. Okay. um even even to to Cepillin.
1: Cepillin, of Cepillin, course, sepien
0: yeah. to to the one she would always uh, bump uh funky town she my mom actually bought funk and would play that shit would you take me to Funky, te- she would she wouldn't know the words, but she'd make her own ad-libs to of course, it. Yeah, of course. So, you know, she played everything. You know,
1: so that's, so as a kid, that's pretty much what you heard. Yeah, you know,
0: exactly.
1: At, as a kid, the person who introduced me to music was my father. Okay, and he had one of them big old long stereos. You know, TV with the TV in the middle. No, actually, it wasn't. It was just some speakers okay. and a turntable on the side, and it was pretty much. Uh, uh 45s. Okay. Okay. But he, he played pretty much everything. I remember the first song that I ever heard him play and I was just a kid. It was Monster Mash. Remember that song? Yes. Okay, Monster Mash. Uh and he was like bien romantico, you okay. know he always played like Los Panchos. Okay. And my mom's was favorite was Juan Graviel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So those were my, my mom's favorites. But I, I kind of wanted to get a picture of what you grew up with to what formed and what made Ernie. Uh now uh, what kind of music, maybe possibly, did your brother or sister play?
0: Well, at the time, I didn't pay too much attention. My my obvious my sister was way younger. I think uh-huh. I don't even know, to this day I don't know how young she is. Maybe ten years younger than me. Okay. Um, and uh, my brother, you know, the oldies, typical, you right. know, Bone Thugs in Harmony. He really liked that one first of a month. You know, like right. so that's what he was bumping. But uh, you know, um. Not, I can't really recall them like oh they always w- wake up with the stereo It wasn't that it was it was me that was always like I got introduced to it where right. I, when I first heard Rocket and Buffalo Gals
1: mixed together
0: like oh. like I, that's where I can remember like wow you know like that it, it blew my mind go like the you know now
1: was, I like, know hold that thought cause yeah. we're gonna come back to that yeah. I know you you DJed first before you started producing before you started engineering yeah around what age would you say that uh we talked about rocking buffalo gals mm-hmm. about what age were you you say enthused or excited when you heard that kind of music like what were you in junior high possibly well
0: i i don't know if i heard it before i think i heard it with mellow and, and and you gotta understand like you know i'm from 71 so even by 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 late 78 yeah i was already listening to tom petty because my dad used to take us to a bar on 20th uh-huh. And uh, 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 Wilshire, like it was the house of billiards, and so he'd give us a bunch of quarters just to be like, "Here, go play Pac Man or Galaga." And it might have been like I want to say eighty-two or something, but they were playing seventy-eight music, seventy-nine. So the jukebox was always playing there. So I was right. picking up on that. And then you know, uh, I remember we would drive in his truck, his Ford truck, and I, I still remember Shalimar, you know, oh. playing. So it was this, it was late seventies, maybe early 80s i'm not good with time right but i remember i remember that feeling like wow what is this you know and then gradually here comes this thing called hip i, I must have been in third grade okay. when when I, like sugar hill popped up because i want to say i remember i don't think i'm making this up but i would take records to edison mm-hmm. like on a friday or a wednesday yeah. and it would let yeah. us play those records and I remember buying like '83 or, or, or yeah, when Zap came out because I remember my mom saying, "Why are you buying those records for?" Right. Yeah. Why are you spending your money on Zap? And it, that was around '83, you know, from the Rodium. Right. I would buy them. This is before I even knew I was going to get into DJing and stuff. Right. So right. I was. I, I want to say the first record I bought was if you guys remember Thrifties. Now is now is what do they call it now? Huh? CBS. CBS. Probably, no, yeah. actually, Rite Aid. Right. Rite Aid. Okay. okay. Remember K-Tel. Mm-hmm. the the brand yes I, I think i bought a taste of honey from they used to have like a little rack that spins around right i remember buying that from there like i remember taste of honey albums the, al- album, album, the album okay so so,
1: so you, know, you were a youngster already buying records yeah
0: without knowing yet you know without knowing that i'm gonna
1: get into dj i don't think i knew who was was it through the radio through a cassette through vinyl or was it somebody you saw? Who was the first DJ you ever saw that inspired you to say, I wanna find out more about her, or I wanna do that?
0: I wanna say, if you remember, Grandmaster DST. I, yes. This is gonna blow some people. Like, remember that he he, I think, didn't he? I wanna say he did the scratch. I didn't know this. I know it now because I we can go back and, and search it. But I think he might have done some of the scratches for Herbie Hancock. Like yes. do we I didn't we didn't know at the time, you know, the credit, but to me, that was like mind blowing. To me, was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? So, wow. Yeah, you know, so, uh, so, you know what I'm talking about, of course. Grandmaster DST, where he's, he's in front, and the album covers. That's why I tell people, it's like, I miss album covers, bro. Yeah. Because it was, it was an experience. That, people don't have that. anymore. And the cassettes and that the you cassette,
1: would open and actually and read, read
0: the credits. You gotta read the credits. Or just even, even trip out on the art cover, like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, the, the Ghetto Blaster, with right. standard, Like... That to me, I mean, we remember that.
1: Now, who um, was the first person you ever seen in person cutting and scratching, if you could remember?
0: I, I, I want to say, and I might be a, the first time. Look, believe it Uncle Jam's Army. Okay. I don't know what year that was, but I remember the Civic Center in Santa Monica had them there. The Civic Center in Santa Monica had Uncle Jam's Army. Bro, the best shit ever to me. I don't know. How, my mom, you know, my either my parents were kind of naive. Like, hey, I'm going to the to to a concert, and dude, I, I want to say I was probably 16 at the most. Uh uh-huh. 16, and dude, you know, walking into an arena, it's dark, smoke, sherman in the air, yeah, and and people getting thrown through windows, dude. Like I saw, like it was like like the show lines in, in the 60 the Rolling right. cribs, I remember it was it, the show lines were right there in Venice, so so like damn, damn. This, to me, I mean, as Bad as some people might see it, it was the best
1: shit ever. Now, now around how old were you around this time? I want to
0: say, I want to say, and I'm I'm bad at dates, dude. I'm bad at dates. I'm going to tell you guys that right now, but.
1: If you had a guess. 16? Um, six, see, 17, you had yeah. it good. because yeah. Because we both come uh, from Mexican families, but I'm sure at what some point your family was very strict with mine. At the age of 19, I was still very strict, yeah. you know.
0: You, you know what's funny? My parents weren't strict. They, they were like, they never, ever, wow. ever said nothing about bumping music. I was throwing parties at my house in 86, dude. Wow. I was throwing literally in 86. I remember. I mean, people would come to the back room. You've been to my pad. Right. When it was, you know, a little, little. And they were so shirmed out. And they would be upset. And people trying to calm them down. Like. People right. that know, know that, uh, hey, this is true. And they'd be like, oh, I wish you left me. And they would punch holes through the drywall, like, you know what the hell are you doing? Right, right. Because they're so high and stuff. But, dude, people would come out, hey, you know, get in here, the police are coming, people fighting outside. And it just, it was like, and my parents would never say nothing. They would just stay inside the pad and they wouldn't come out. And we just had to regulate ourselves. And wow. Stuff, but, but it, you know. Now,
1: at what time, at what point in your life and possibly at what what age did you start picking up the turntables or say to yourself, I'm gonna start practicing or getting the hang of this?
0: You know what started it. I wanna say I remember my dad giving me a turntable. I like I said, I don't remember. Could have been 14, 15. Okay. And it wasn't a twelve hundred. It of wasn't you know, it wasn't Hell that no. it was a Nikon. Okay. Nike, like not the camera but nico or something right right and then i remember borrowing one from my friend that he got one too and then kind of putting them together they were mismatched of course of and course. i remember i because i remember saving some money from a paper route the evening outlook in santa monica i had now, a paper route for
1: those uh, people that may not know what a paper route is explain to them
0: a paper route was after school they would leave a bundle of of, of papers and you Cut them, and then you'd have to put them together and fold them. Put a rubber band on, and you had a bag. And you put those on your bike, and you fill it. And you had a route. You gotta go deliver around the hood and throw the evening outlook. For me, it was the evening outlook, right? And, and so, you know, you would you would get a, I think you get paid every fucking month. Yeah, yeah, I think right. it was every month. And uh, and I think from there, I asked my brother, "Hey, let me borrow your money. Go to Radio Shack." and buy a mixer because not i didn't really know what it was but i would hear hey it's a mixture that you need to put these huh? and i and i i always been into electronics i always like electronics i was always like you You're know even ba- yeah yeah even back then we were just talking about the old stereos the morons and and the, the old the old yeah because right? i was looking at the uh, uh, mics and i'm like oh Marantz, i remember that you know and to me that's nostalgic to me it's like so, Man, that brings a lot of, I, I remember I'd go with my dad's gardening, and I'd go into these uh, white folks' garage. Because they were, they were open, I wasn't breaking and, and nothing. And I would be like, damn, look, that stereo's badass. And I would even get the m- magazines just to look at the stereo. Right. the The nineteen, the early 1980s stereos. And,
1: now, uh, that's a trip that you said you had a paper route. Because when I first bought my first 1200s, now, I had already known how to DJ. Mm-hmm. But to make a long story short, I had a paper route job. And I knew what yeah. I was getting paid and I knew how long I wanted to work because there was a guy actually down the street here. It was a white guy, uh-huh. a few white guys here and the women too, because it is predominantly all, at that time it was predominantly all Mexican and black. Yeah. Okay? And um, I remember he said, I'm selling my old 1200s. And when I heard 1200s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, the I light know, turned on. I
0: know that feeling.
1: So I said, how much do you want from him? And he told me, he said, I'll take 300 bucks. So I knew how long I had to work, and I knew I was going to quit that damn paper route yeah, job yeah. just so that I can get the twelve hundreds. Now they yeah. were raggedy, yeah. But you know what? When you love hey, music, it doesn't matter.
0: I still have my original twelve hundred. So as raggedy them motherfuckers are built to last.
1: Now, now when I we say twelve hundred think- for the public, for the youngsters that may not know. We're talking about turntables turntables the
0: original 1200 mk2s yes. and yeah and and yeah they were about and, and the trip trip out on this like i didn't get enough money to buy them
1: uh-huh and
0: and and i never got to until one one day there was this guy named chui garcia and he had a dj business
1: and every but, Mexican family, yeah. just like a Chewy, huh?
0: Yeah, Chewy. It was okay. Chewy got to see, ya. Uh, and he would use... Uh, he, I wouldn't say use me, but I was just blown away because that's when... And I, and I still got a GLI, GLI mixer.
1: Oh, wow. So
0: so if people know what... I go... I mean, GLI was Jam Master J, remember? you? I would just look at it. Anyways, that's how I got into it. And then my mom... I probably had like 300 bucks, but then... Remember the credit cards? We used to put them on the machine and slide them? Like right, this with carbon copy? Right. We went... I remember going up Fairfax, down to I want to say maybe Sunset. They had stereo places back in the day, Leo Stereos and stuff like that. Right, right. So we got them from one of those places, and and she charged the rest up, and um, I I paid them off, and and that was it. You,
1: the- you know what I miss because I used to love to go was Radio Shack.
0: Radio, I love Radio Shack. I, I, and,
1: and think about this, you know. Okay, I'm 51 years old. Okay,
0: yeah. Radio Shack. And 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 here's I what love- breaks my heart. Okay,
1: yeah. we have no more. Toys R Us. No. We have no more Radio Shack. No. Tower Records, Music Plus. Nothing. Uh, uh, the Warehouse. Nothing. You know, so th- that's starting to make me feel older, you know? Yeah. But yeah. the good thing is that, and I love this quote, uh, thank God that we had a childhood before technology took over. Yeah. And I'm not saying technology is bad because it's actually good. It we're that's actually alive right yeah. now. We're still, you know. So thank God for that. But now I want to jump a little bit ahead. So now you got your turntables. At what age do you remember going to the Rhodium Swamp Meet? And once again, for our viewers, the Rhodium Swamp Meet is an open-air market or a flea market in the yeah. city of uh, I, I
0: Well, if I can say, when I I, I I can say I bought Zap album at the Rhodium.
1: About how that's old what, were you? That,
0: that's, well, my parents used to go to the Swamp Meet to buy whatever they needed to buy clothes
1: Mexican yeah, candy and, whatever and,
0: and i can even say we probably went to the rodeo without me even knowing about the music yet you know like okay. i'm sure we went there when we were young but as i can remember it must have been like 80 80 let's say 82 to be safe okay but it might have been even 80 you know uh you know so for sure 82 or 83 i started going there like you
1: know uh um at what time or how old were you what year possibly was it when you actually met steviano um you
0: know what's fun it had to be like i it had to be like not a little maybe before 90 because that's when we had promoted our album on big chill records shout out to my cousin you know because okay. yeah, start you know right there because I, mean? I don't want you yeah. jumping
1: to jump into it here yeah okay so, so, so say probably about 90.
0: yeah okay 90.
1: let me back up now at what year or possibly what how old were you when you first met frank v
0: i think i was and i wish i had my my, a couple friends here that know the dates uh but i'm not good at dates but um, if
1: you have to guess
0: it had to be during high school and it had to be maybe 11th grade 12th grade maybe it might have been 12th grade because a friend of mine victor campos introduced me to him well he's like i know this guy you know the same scenario cliche uh this guy he's pretty good uh bring him by yeah okay and he, and he wouldn't show up he wouldn't show until finally one day he showed up so
1: now you were DJing at the time right
0: yeah uh, okay by so, that time yeah
1: so you weren't producing just yet
0: no Uh. Uh-uh, okay no
1: so you meet this guy frank v now let me so you met him around the 12th grade possibly, possibly 11 12th yeah okay so now he was rapping uh when you first heard him rap uh, what were your thoughts?
0: You know, I'm not – you don't get a lot from me. I'm just like, this guy's good. Okay. Uh, it, it, you feel a vibe. You feel like like it's almost like it's meant to be. So I wasn't – I don't remember, like, saying, wow, this guy's great. I was just like, we got something. So, you know, I'm just quiet. I'm just – I'm like, I know we got something. See, and it's, it's, and that's good know, because,
1: you know I mean? because with High C, it wasn't like that. Yeah. When, when I told him last week, I said, when I first heard your rap, I didn't like it. Okay. But it wasn't until I performed with him and I saw that he sounded just like the way he would rap to me at home. Exactly. He, he, he didn't change. And the way he engaged the crowd at the age of 17 years old, that's why this guy's young and he's good. Yeah. Okay. So it must've been around the same. You must've met Frank possibly around yeah. 16, 17 years yeah. old. Now, Now, you uh, meet Frank. Now, from what, from what you know of that Frank V, is he originally from Santa Monica? I believe his family,
0: I'm not 100% sure because, you know, the funny thing is, like, just because you're in a group with somebody, like, you're in a high seat, people will probably assume that you and him hang out all day, and it's probably far from the truth. Right. And that was the same situation with me and Frank V. I always said, he don't step on my toes, and I don't step on his toes, you know? And Frank V, Um, man, uh, I don't know when he got here. But
1: now when you say got here.
0: Yeah, like for to, to Santa Monica. That's what I'm meaning. Okay. Where did he come from? I want to say he look, I should know this, but I, I I want I'm saying this just like a disclaimer, not so people always like, no, he didn't. He came, I think, from Texas. His okay. family was from Texas. Like his mom probably spoke Spanish and, you know, Tex Mex and stuff like that. Right. And I I think he was the youngest out of his older brothers. And um the reason I say that is 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 to say that the reason i think Frankie was different was because he did he didn't get raised like like maybe like all we do how we did right here right, right. so here the flavor that he had was he was into a lot of classic rock okay but i think when he got here he was kind of like wow i like this you know okay. the, the 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 gang okay. lifestyle and stuff like that so
1: as far as you know mm-hmm. okay and like you said you're not 100% sure mm-hmm. you believe that he was originally from texas yes and when he, do you know possibly? You know what?
0: what I'll take that back. I think he might have been. He might have been staying in Long Beach. Okay. Yeah, he might have been staying in Long Beach. Okay. I wish he was around.
1: We can ask him. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. The reason why I asked you is because somebody told me that he was originally from Texas. They've never told me what part of Texas. Okay. And they said he got here around when he was a teenager. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nothing was for sure around what time, what year, how old he was. Uh-huh. But uh, I ask because what you're telling me kind of makes sense Yeah. Uh, to what somebody told me that uh, a female actually yeah. told me this. So um, now he raps for you, you're DJing around what point that you started getting or introduced to producing?
0: Well, this all circles around uh, the mixtapes, your mixtapes, because... Okay. Uh, I was blown away by that. I didn't understand how the hell you guys are mixing a song after another, another. I mean, I mean, I get, I. Get, nah, that would be impossible for so you to. you're talking about the rhodium. Yeah, mix. the rodeo mixtape. Like, how the hell you went eight? Hey, boop, bang, doop, boom. This song, that song, <laughs> boom, hey. eight. I mean, is somebody handing you these records? Are you pre? Nah. So I remember Steve would be always be like this. I said, how do they do that? Oh, that's a four track, and. You know, I'm like, what the hell is a four track? I know. I What's know. a four track? I think, I think you guys had an A track, but I ran down. Now here's another one. We didn't have no um, uh, guitar center, right? We didn't have no Sam Ash, right? We didn't have none of that. But I did. I. That's why I feel like I was blessed. Uh, in West LA, we had West LA music. West LA music. Remember West I LA music? My favorite store. Yes, it was almost like the mecca you had to go there yeah. like everybody's picture was on the wall like you would go in there and, and you'd see all these so i asked them hey what's a four track and i'm like oh here's one and uh
1: you know and i was like shit i just gotta get it i didn't know what it was you know today i talked to people and they all swear oh i knew you were using a four track that's a damn lie yeah nobody knew nobody that knew. i was using a four track because was new. before i started making them for steve uh, um, I would hear Dre, you know, cutting and scratching and everything. And and then he would be talking over. It. I'm thinking, there's no way he could be doing this and then talking at the same time. Exactly. So when I first did my first mixtape, that was in 1987. Steve came over and I clearly told him, I don't have four turntables. You know, she so said, don't worry, about it. we need a four track. So when he pulled out that TASCAM Porta 1, okay. I said, what is that? You know, and he said, this is how we're going to do it. Now, that was different for me. Yeah. So, it took a while for me to, like, master that in yeah. You know. yeah, But for people to say today, oh, I knew, it. that's a damn lie because Steve would always tell me, don't tell anyone, you know. <laughs> and, of course, that was Dr. Dre's way yeah. of being ahead of the game. Yeah. You know, because Dre's actually the one that introduced him to, uh, to that because Dre was doing book lake records for okay. lonzo crew records yeah Matrix. yeah yeah so and, and back in the days
0: that was dude for you to have a a four track was like dude yeah i mean now now you now we even take it for granted. now we have all the technology we wish we had uh-huh and we still don't do shit with it oh well at least for me i'm right okay yeah. so you you get a four track uh-huh You learn how to use it. No, I don't. I don't know how. Because remember how it used to say pan, left, right? right? And I was like, what the hell is pan? What what is pan? What is pan? What is pan? Okay, you don't want to know what's pan? Pan just means balance, left or right. Left or right. That's it. But why did they have to call it pan? I don't understand. So anyways, so I would sit there and be like, what the hell? And the problem with me is I get something. I acquire it. And I'm like. Okay, I got it. Right. Yeah, I lose kind of, what's next? I, oh, I need this. And you're still that way yeah, today. Yeah, I'm, I'm still that way today. Okay. And I, I realize it. I'm like, oh, I need this drum machine. Oh, I need this. And I buy them. And, I buy, and I'm like, I just get them. And okay, I got it.
1: So you get a four track. You eventually learn how to use it, yeah, obviously. Yeah, uh, somewhat, yeah. Frank B comes over. Uh-huh. What it, what it, what it, do you remember the first rap that he actually ever put together or what yeah, beat?
0: I want to. I don't remember like the first rap. I'm sure there must have been some, but of course it was like a a diss song, you know, the neighborhoods and stuff like that. Right. And I, I was so much into like learning the four track and and trying to be like D- Tony A and Dr. Dre that. Uh, as long as I knew that, oh, whatever, I, I kind of left him alone. Like, you do you because I don't even have to worry about you. It wasn't like, oh, bro, you're offbeat or you're, you're sounding kind of whack or like, no. I. Tr- that's how good Frank was. I didn't have to work he was like i already got him locked in cool oh yeah cool let me do my little thing i was so focused on like how do i make this work how do i bounce because you had to bounce after four tracks you had to bounce and and you were talking about mono right like mono that was another thing i couldn't understand and you know so anyways um so it was kind of like a diss song and stuff like you know and i was trying
1: to do like oh this is dedicated around that time did you guys ever perform or do any shows like let's try taking this to the stage um i th- i want to
0: say the first show i remember somehow was at like a car show at Samo High. it was kind of like on a fr on a saturday or sunday and
1: this was like your first time you guys together
0: yeah yeah like we didn't i think it was like a cassette was your DAP machine you know like right. it was it wasn't records i don't think it was records. Okay. and it was just kind of like we didn't know what we we're doing um I want to
1: say Lighter Shade of Brown might have been performing at the time. So I'm not sure. Hold those thoughts, okay? We're going to go to a break and then we're going to get into your albums. Okay. And working with Steve. Uh, Once again, I have my good friend Ernie G from the group Proper Dose. We're going to get into uh, what we call Chicano Rap today. We're going to get into where is Frank V. But first and foremost, I want to say this, that before I actually ever uh, met Ernie, uh, I heard a song called Mexican Power. They didn't say Chicano Power. They just didn't say Power. They said Mexican Power. These brothers were actually bold enough to come forward uh, uh, and they didn't care if they got rejected, but they came out and said, this is Mexican Power, and that's the song we're going to be playing. First, we're going to play something that he probably hasn't heard in years because these brothers actually used to work at Power 106. They were DJs oh, there, and we're going to talk about that. So these drops that you're going to be hearing, are uh, one of them is for Power 106. Yeah. One of them, uh, one of the songs that we're going to play is uh, The Misadventures of Frank V. Okay. Produced by you. Yeah. And after that, you're going to hear the original version of uh, Mexican Power, which was on Rainbow Records.
0: That was on Big Chill Records. Big Chill Records. The original, yes. Big Chill Records. It was pressed by Rainbow Records.
1: So we'll be back in 10 minutes and call somebody, tag somebody, or text somebody and let them know what we're about to get into. So John, take us away. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Welcome back uh, once again to Rodeo Radio. I'm your host, Tony A., and we're here uh, with my boy, Ernie G., from the group uh, Mexican rap group called uh, Mexican Power. Actually, proper dose, that was a song you heard called Mexican Power. Now, Ernie, jump back into it. I don't want to waste any more time. You and Frank are now, if you will, together as a duo. Yes. Kind of like a Fresh Prince, Jazzy Uh Jeff. Okay? Yeah. Now, you hook up with Chill. That's Uh, my
0: cousin. Big chill, rest in peace. Big chill, chill. rest in peace. And
1: where is he originally from?
0: He's from Linwood. He was, uh, you know, when we used to go visit them and family, they were in Linwood. Linwood. Now,
1: how how did he play a role?
0: He played a big major role. Like, people don't know it. I mean, uh, um at the time, look, I I went through the DJing, I'm starting to get into the 4-track mixing, now I got this guy named Frank V, and now, you know, I'm starting to understand like making records, I don't know shit about making records, but I know now, my next thing I want, it's a SB-1200
1: Okay, which is a,
0: a drum machine, drum which machine. you're familiar with it because, you know, you did High C and, and uh, his album, but so, there was one problem there were 2700 bucks yeah, you know, and at the time when you want something, you you know, hey, at the time, big chill. I mean, uh, he was—he's the man. He's the man at the time. He's he was the man. He, he was doing, doing he what he was doing. He's the man. Well, it wasn't that easy because I would tell him, hey, I want this drum. And, and and when I say this, it's because we're we're here. We only have a certain time. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in a right. week, two weeks, right. or a month. It was just more like, hey, uh, chill. Buy me this. Machine, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing because I don't 100% remember, right. but I know it was like, Hey, and, and, and I remember him like probably saying, Yeah, yeah, I'll get it for you. And I'm like, Hell yeah, hell yeah, he's gonna get it for me, he's gonna get it for then maybe a week goes by, two weeks, three weeks, you know. You was well, it's a lot of money, yeah, it's a lot of money, but he had a lot of money yeah. like, a lot of money. Like, this guy at, at that age, he's my he's the same age as me at the same age. and he already had a house, two houses, maybe, you yeah. know. He yeah. he was he, so, so I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna get it, and then. I'm like, you know, time goes on. And I'm like, I'm not going to get it. Okay. So plan B. What is plan B? Plan B. I was like, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe it's still a lot of money. So I'm like, but by that time, I'm. Uh, why, why I'm saying this is because by that time, I'm still like, you know, four tracking, I don't know if Mexican powers around. Then we bumped, you know, everything was aligned. The universe, everything was aligned. So I was like, Steve, you know, um. We had like a little manager, this white guy, John Brunda. As, as much as people want to hate or if he robbed us or we all oh, he robbed you or he's taking all the money, dude, you gotta look at it this way. If it wasn't for him, whether he robbed us or not, or or whatever, we would probably wouldn't be here because he worked at Rainbow Records. He knew, he knew how to press. He, had connections. he has yeah. connections. Okay. So we're like uh, Jerry Heller, right?
1: Right. You can hate
0: all you want, and, and but maybe Jerry Heller, if he wasn't that piece of the puzzle, right, bro, you got to take it for what it is. So anyways, long story short, by this time, we're, I'm still doing my thing. It's not stopping me. I'm not sitting here waiting for the door machine. But and it wasn't like I was like, oh, how can I get it? It was more like Plan B was like, hey, um, could you rent out a stu- uh, studio
1: time for us? Mm-hmm.
0: At uh, Paramount. And you know. I, I'm not thinking. I'm not. I'm just thinking. I just know what I want to mm-hmm. do.
1: Now. At this mm-hmm. time. Did you already have an idea. of What songs you were going to produce. Or you just wanted yes, to drum. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: At this time. The fourth track. I was. I was taking Cutie Pie. And I was. Looping it. You know what I'm talking about. Like, dun dun, Like the first four bars, right. I would stop it, and I had to play the record again, play, play the cassette and play that four bars. So when the next four bars come in, I was recording on track two. Boom. Right. And then I was recording on tra- a track one again, mm-hmm. and then two, and one, and two, until it became like maybe five minutes, and
1: then Frank kind of just rapped. Uh, that's what you call a demo.
0: Frank probably now, rapped the did demo. Did he
1: have Metric and Pablo rinse specifically for that beat? I, I think he just had it written or or he just wrote
0: it or he had it written man I wish Frank was here um but I think we'll get to had, that yeah I think he he had he had written or, or whatever the case was I was zoned in into making the music okay. and he was zoned in into writing you know okay. and that's how I always looked at it it wasn't like you know maybe I would say hey uh let's change this word something. but we did a little demo we didn't know any better to us hey to us I guess it's like be, being a fan like you hear your stuff on a on a on a cassette, right? And to you, you're like, "Wow, check that!" And people are like, "Oh, let me get a copy of that." And then that's how it. Try- and it becomes kind of,
1: you know, right. in the hood, like in the hood, ghetto like, fabulous,
0: yeah, g- g- ghetto fabulous. So, okay,
1: so now, speed up. Do you get the drum machine from your cousin? It doesn't happen
0: till first. We sh- maybe I don't know if I showed him, or maybe John Perunde at the time spoke to, to, to. We all probably got together and like, "Hey," because what happened was like. He did fork money out. I don't remember how much money it was. And and there's a video. There is a video. If you look like on my channel, on the high, I think it's high, I don't even know my channel, high caliber exclusive. If you look on there, I actually have, my mama bought me a videotape, one of those big ass videotapes like right. that. And I, back, I didn't know we were going to get this far, but I might have erased over some of it. Okay. It's because, you know, you run out of space and you want to record Yo! MTV raps or something. Of so anyway, but there is there is, you'll see us recording our first, first ever recording studio was that Mexican Power. And he paid for it, Big Chill pa- Paid for it. And from there, we pressed up a record and a cassette. And whoever has a cassette with the Mexican eagle, it was all about pride for us, man. We're young, you know, it's warriors. And and it was a pride thing, man. It was never about the money.
1: When, when you guys came out with that, single obviously you guys are selling that out if you will out of the trunk of your car yes okay that's the phrase no distribution no No, record deal nobody's
0: thinking about that you're right now
1: how did you feel knowing that he came out saying his first lyrics were mexican power were you cool with that yeah okay we
0: wanted it was a statement who was doing that we didn't say latino or like you know this and that mexican power okay now
1: We're going to change the channel just a little bit because I need to ask you something that usually when I ask certain rappers, they get real pissed off because they tell me that it's a controversial Mm -hmm. subject. Me, I don't care. I I didn't get inspired to uh, uh, do Rodian radio to Dick Wright artists. Yeah. I I give artists their proper respect, Uh their credit. We give them their props. Okay. My thing is this, that when I ask these rappers today this question they all shy away from it so my question to you is what is chicano rap
0: now i guess is anybody that's latino or you know they say latino that they, they throw them in that uh bucket Chicano rap. I don't, like, I'm like you. I'm, I don't sit there and be like, oh, yeah, we're Chicano rap. That's what they labeled us maybe after, like, maybe the new generation. No, I wouldn't even say the new generation. I I don't pay attention really to that, like Chicano rapper. I don't. Okay. I just do what I, I feel like doing, and that's it.
1: That song drops on uh, Big Chill Records. Mm-hmm. Okay. At that time, did you ever hear anybody refer to you guys as that's Chicano rap?
0: No, never. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. No.
1: Nope. Did you ever hear anyone? Now I'm talking about a certain time, certain era, when La Raza came out. That you ever hear anybody refer to him as a Chicano rapper? No. What about a lighter shade of brown?
0: No. Never. 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 Okay. Never.
1: Uh, um. When do you think that name started floating around? If you had to guess, I'll tell you when I think I first heard it. I would say it was possibly late '96 and on up.
0: Is that when, like, uh, maybe the uh, the Kool Aid, the Kool Aid was on the radio around uh, that I, area? I, I believe I so. I want to say maybe that's so. when it happened, where they like, just just put that genre on them, like Chicano rappers.
1: You know, um, I when I interviewed Misfit Misfit Soto uh, a couple of weeks ago, I when I asked because as of right now we are filming a documentary called "What Is Chicano Rap,"
0: uh-huh.
1: and I interviewed some w- very well-known Chicano rappers. Uh, um, and I caught him off guard when I asked him that question. And one guy said, Well, Chicano rap, I think it's just Chicano rapping to oldies. That's what he said. Yeah. Another guy said, well, I think we just remake funk songs. And if that doesn't work, then we rap to more bounce. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, we'll use TalkBox. Uh-huh. So that's pretty much in a nutshell what this one rapper, it wasn't me that yeah. said it. He said, that's pretty much what Chicano rap is. Yeah. So my next question is, is it is it a good thing to be known as a Chicano rapper in your opinion?
0: Uh, I guess if you're on top of it, uh, and that's what you're gonna do, I guess so. I mean, I guess so. I like I said, I, don't, I think people could see through that. Like, yeah, I'm sure that some people could be like, yeah, they 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 are like, I'm a Chicano rapper. I'm okay. a Chicano rapper. So
1: now, will you have you ever heard somebody refer to you as a Chicano producer, a Chicano DJ?
0: No, no, not that I have heard. I'm, I'm sure they probably said it or like, oh, he's uh-huh. a Chicano. But uh, no, no, I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. Okay, okay. No, it was just a question because yeah. your answers will definitely help me piece together uh, this puzzle that I'm trying to put together for this documentary. So those are good answers, and I'm glad you answered it. But some people actually get upset well, when I ask them when I ask them those crazy. questions. Why,
0: why would,
1: why would uh, we? Well, I, I guess if I had to guess, it's because the I guess they want to be left alone, uh, um, like this is our shit. Mm-hmm. But if you really think about it, a lot of that music is just sold either at the swamp meets or at the car shows. Yeah. And that's pretty much it, yeah. you know. It's, it's a regional sales, you know. It won't go farther than Texas, exactly. Colorado, uh Albuquerque, and maybe some places up north, yeah. you know. Uh, but... Anyway, and it's funny Because Haishi was here last J- Japan's week Japan's real
0: big on it Real big Yeah, real, real big, real, real big
1: Yes, they're really big Actually if, And if it's just not so much The Chicano rappers Also the culture
0: Yeah So right. that's
1: a good thing uh, um, But anyways So now Back to what I was saying The record comes out Fast forward To where You go to the rodeo And you're trying to convince Steve Sign us
0: Uh at the time, I think I just took some records over there because, I mean, we're like, Swami was the the internet for us, I guess. That was yeah, our social that, media. That was our social media. Everybody yeah. was like, you know, that's why I went to the rhodium because West, uh, uh, West LA, I was going to say, um, uh, Music Plus, the warehouse, right. they were not. They didn't have that special stuff that Steve Yano had because everybody would go and almost handmade give it to him. And, and that's where you would be like. Hey, Steve, what is, what's that? Because play- he would play the music. Yes. That's something... Uh, 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 you couldn't go anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, Warehouse and Music Plus wouldn't do, you know? And uh, um, so I go and I say, hey, can I leave you these on consignment and, you know, tell me what you think? Or uh, And I want to say, I remember this. He played it or... Either he played it, and later I heard the response, and he was like... That Lighter Shade of Brown was already out. and But they had, like... A, what was their hit single off the top Sunday of... Sunday Afternoon. No, I don't think it was Sunday Afternoon. Uh, Latin Active. I think it was, they think it was some, before they had another one. Another
1: another one, like... They had a song called El Barrio. Oh, so they, they had quite a hit singles off of that first album. But it wasn't the album. They had a single. I think Tony G
0: produced it. Okay. Tony I, G. Yeah. Really so it's... That. it's uh, And I... I can't remember. Anyways, so I don't know if they already had an album, but uh, like I said, I'm bad with timing, man. Um, but I remember Steve saying, oh, this kind of sounds like lighter shade of brown. And I was like shaking my head like Shaggy, like what? Did that, that yeah. piss you off? Uh, it, it, I, I was like, no, I don't, I don't get pissed off. I'm just like, that's cool. But I was like, no, it don't hell no it don't our no. shit was more you know you gotta remember this was nwa gangsta rap. so i was like hell no nah. i said they were more like on the pop side you know that's why they right. they hit you know because they were they were playing their songs on the radio and they were doing more shows than obviously we were right we were more like the underdogs you know like the 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 mexican we were the nwa version right you know right. Okay. so that's i'm like no it's not and I was like whatever So I'm like But then he calls me later on Like hey man I need some more I need some more Because he sold them out Right right. Because at first He was like downplaying it I don't know if he was downplaying it But I was like whatever Just just. Well that's like Everybody
1: in the business They downplay it So that they can offer you little
0: Yeah exactly So maybe that's what So
1: how How later after that Did you Get signed to Scanless Records That was
0: another Ordeal It's like we can almost Make a movie on that Because I didn't realize At the time you know, I remember saying, "Hey, you know, you want to press up a record, let's rent the studio." And then oh, that's when I got my drum machine. After that, okay. I got my drum machine. But like I said, my cousin was a busy man. You know, so Ernie G at the time was like, "Man, I need to be in the studio." And one thing, that's when you guys, you guys went before us, so you guys got a big big deal and shit. Yeah. So that it's uh, Steve got broken up. He's a smart man. He bought a a property and he put a studio in there. Now tell me who the hell has to, and he was giving you studio time and G likes to be in the studio. Right. So, uh, I don't think I, I kind of knew about it a little bit, but I was thinking like, okay, this is a record label. And I wasn't trying to like disrespect my cousin. I didn't even think about that. I was like, Hey, like, You guys figure it out. Look, chill. I want to go over here. This is a record label. You guys, I I didn't care about the money. You guys, whatever you want. I was like, hey, but he got really upset. I mean, to where like we were running around the table.
1: You know, you, you said something that is very, very true. And I would like the audience to hear that. When I first started producing, I never did it for the money. I never did it for the money. And I've always told friends and I've always told even my son I don't chase money. If you release good music, mm-hmm. money will come knocking. I mean, we we got a deal, once again, up on yeah. a mixtape, not yeah. even looking for a record yeah. deal. So let me tell you something that possibly you didn't know. Steve let me know about you guys. Uh-huh. Okay. He actually showed me a, a newspaper clipping
0: okay. w- where it
1: talked about Mexican power and it had a picture of you and Frank together. Okay. And he said, I'm going to sign these guys. He said, and I remember it was the first time before Paris Hilton – He said, These guys are hot. Yeah. You know, these guys are hot. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, Hot? You know, when I think hot, I'm thinking of a girl. Yeah,
0: she's hot. You got to remember, Steve Yano was Japanese. Yeah. So he said, These guys are hot. He was a straight date. So So
1: I said, With Mexican power? Now, I said, Yeah. I said, You just want to sign them to that one song? And he said, No, they got more shit. And I was like, Okay. But I will say this, and this is kind of skipping ahead a little bit. When I started to hear your guys' music, I was fucking blown away. Honestly, I really your production, uh, Frank's mic presence, yeah, his delivery, his lyrics. There was nothing out there like it, bro. You couldn't even compare Frost to him. Yeah, it was nothing out there like it. I did a show with Frost uh, and Lighter Shade of Brown up north when you guys were still working on the first album.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, this is when you guys were doing the uh, working in the album in Alhambra. Okay, okay. and. I told Frost, yeah, hey, I talked to Frank V. So you guys are supposed to be doing a song together. And when I say Frost, I'm talking about Kid Frost, La yeah. Raza Kid Frost. And he said, Really? What did he say about me? And I said, Well, he said that you guys are supposed to do a song. I think the song is called Shoot the Puta. I don't okay. think it ever came out. I don't think it ever came okay. out. Okay. So that was the name of the song. And he goes, Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to, he's supposed to put me on. Now, me and High C we filmed uh, Leave My Crows Alone video at Venice Beach. Yeah. That same night, we went to go put gas after we left the video shoot. We ran into Bobby and Robert from Light of Shadow Brown at a gas station. It that was, was crazy. weird. And I remember he said, What are you guys working on? And I said, Nothing. And he and he, uh, Robert asked me, What is uh, uh, um Proper Dose doing? They had already known of you guys. Yeah. And I said, um, Finishing up their album. That's it. And I remember Robert said, uh, Are they dissing anybody? Mm-hmm. You know? And I said, not that I know of, they were concerned because they thought you guys or were gonna actually diss yeah. them. Was there ever any truth to that?
0: Yeah, if you listen to uh, what song is it? Uh, I'm bad with names and I just do shit at the at the moment. I don't think is it
1: the one dancing on stage like chavalas yeah. and doing nada to bring up y- the raza.
0: Yeah, uh, that could have been a little shot towards them Uh but you gotta remember at the time that's kind of like what it was entertainer i think yeah it's i think i was gonna say is you're the entertainer yeah yeah you know okay Uh, so i think that i think that's a song that that was dissing them yeah it was a diss
1: do you ever remember why frost never made it on the album because i had heard it was supposed to be on that record so I, don't, I don't know. I don't maybe know. contracts. I, I, I never even thought,
0: like, oh, yeah, Kid Frost, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Because because when I brought that up to him, that was one of the things he said. He said, yeah, I'm supposed to do a song, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Frank told me, you know? Uh,
0: there might have been, like, you know how labels are? Like, he was signed to Virgin, right?
1: Yes, I found correct. And,
0: and then it's like... You got to ask for a permit. Like, they just... Right. If they don't... If there's—if it doesn't benefit them, they'd probably be like, no, you can't use this. You know, now, I'll on. tell you
1: what. Uh, uh, I know you don't really care for it, but one of my favorite songs was a song called One Summer Night. Okay. Which we'll play later on. Uh-huh. That was one of my favorite songs. I loved Hard Times. I loved The Entertainer. Of course, I love Mexican Power, Motherfucking Mexican. I could name uh-huh. pretty much all of them because that shit was dope, bro. Yeah. That was when I... First bought my first Benz, bro. That was like 22 okay. years old, and I was bumping the cassette in my car, drunk as hell, driving home from Alhambra, bumping that shit. And I, re- Steve, was really, really hyped up on you guys. Yeah. Now, when the sales started to go down, cause they, they were, he was selling a lot. Yeah. He started thinking maybe it was too brown. That's what he said. Okay. You know, but could be. But you know what? That shit, that shit was tough, man. That's, it, what is your favorite song? If I had to twist your arm on that first album, what would you say was your favorite song?
0: Um, I always... I don't go for the popular stuff. So uh-huh. it wouldn't have been like... Even Mexican Power was like a statement. It was okay. like, okay, that... But for me, probably I keep out of Frank V.
1: That was... Yeah. That I
0: kind of go for the stuff that's not too popular. That's how it That shit right. was hard, yeah. bro. That, that yeah. shit
1: was tough. Now, here's the million dollar question. Okay? Uh, when... I posted last week, last Thursday, on IG. And by the way, everybody that's looking for me on IG, uh, for some reason, IG deleted my ass again. That was my second page. Uh, I started to gain followers, and I woke up on Friday of last week, and I just was fucking logged out. You know, yeah. how, why that happens? I don't know. Uh, my son, everybody tells me, oh, there were a bunch of haters. I don't, I don't really know. You know, if you don't like the shit that I post, and all I do is post up throwbacks, yeah, you know, album covers or whatever, if you don't like it, don't come on my fucking page, like, period. So uh, I posted that Ernie G was going to be here, and the number one question was, where is Frank V? So now my question to you is, where is Frank V, from what you know of? um,
0: That's a good question. I would like to know myself, because... I would have said, "Hey man, come down. We, we this got to be told, dude, because he has a great memory. Frank V has a great memory. Frank V. I mean, I think the best times wasn't just record. It was going on tour, dude. Sitting in the Astro van, and right. and I remember that Astro van had a cooler in the middle. It was luxurious touring, so it was all bucket seats, and those were the best times because so we, we 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 used to bump not rap nothing. He used to school me to a lot of old classic songs where he would tell me this or that, the Beatles and this. So it was really and and I like that. I like that's the, the, the right. to me what was special. It, it,
1: was, a break yeah, from, it was a break from hip hop. Yeah,
0: from hip hop. Yeah.
1: But I, I have to bring you back. Uh huh. Where, where is, is he? where okay, now let me narrow it down more. What are the stories that you have heard? Of where possibly Frank V is.
0: I, I mean, you don't hear too much about him, but last time he was in Oregon. Uh, last time, the last, last time he came to my house, and I want to say
1: 2013.
0: Okay. And we might have recorded a couple songs.
1: Was that about the last time physically you saw him in person? Yeah,
0: physically I saw him in person. Okay. And
1: I don't now, know. Now, I... I Whenever I interview somebody, even though I've known you for years, I still do research and I ask people certain things. Yeah. And I look a lot, at a lot of blogs, you know, because uh-huh. I, I never want to interview somebody and be unprepared. Okay. okay. I read a lot of blogs about him. And one of them was that, and actually I received a phone call from someone that told me that he was locked up in Oregon. Okay. Uh, some somebody, somebody said he was going to do two to three years. I, I, I don't know if that's true again this is what I've read mm-hmm. one guy actually confirmed it that, that as of right now he is still locked up still incarcerated on what charges I never asked and I've never read on why he's locked up but that's what, what I heard
0: I mean it, it could be it is like he I mean it ain't like it ain't like it's the first time he Frank V been in jail before so
1: right so this is nothing know, new
0: this is nothing new so uh, i mean i could say yeah maybe that that's where he's at you know okay. and people would probably be like hey they you know they asked me too, like where you and frank v you and frank v should well sometimes because you're just a, a group people assume you're buddy buddy but that wasn't the case no, we weren't the case. we weren't like not we what i'm trying to say is we never really hung out after we did what right. we did he even though it was like. The same people we knew The same people in the hood But there's different cliques You're, you're in a right. different I hang out over here And you hang out over there It was all good When I But I didn't really see him After the shows And, and all that stuff It was only like Hey we need to go here And uh, you know That now, was
1: Now the last time you saw him Face to face Was that the last time You actually spoke to him I, that-
0: I spoke You know I, I want to say, and I, again, uh, again, I don't want nobody to say, no, that's, but I want to say around 2013, it might have been, yeah, no, 2013, okay. maybe may, maybe 2009, I might, okay. I might have, yeah, it's that much of a...
1: And you guys were working on a demo, if I'm correct? Yeah,
0: I was trying to be like, hey, let's do this, let's do this, but w- what you fail to realize that once you kind of go through the motions, and that, that it, whatever it was, it's, it's kind of you already know how it is and you're like kind of you already like, know how the books going to end yeah you already know how the book so so now you're worrying about like people nowadays flake on you cuz they can't get a ride you know i remember ernie g would go to alhambra every single time if you right. told me to be there at 10 i'd be there if a show's happening i'd be there i'd be there and frank v when you're a rock star where's frank v where's frank? he's not showing up today that's that's what happens
1: so you guys finished the second album, which to me, I believe, was another classic. Now, I'm saying this, you're not saying this. Yeah. This is just me, not only as a friend, but also a fan. Everybody that I've interviewed, I like to say, not only am I your friend, but I'm also a fan of their Mm -hmm. music. You know, I wouldn't be uh, uh, producing or working or DJing with somebody if I didn't like their shit. Yeah. I I, not all money is good money. Yeah. I've known people that have told me, "Hey, I want you to do some scratching on one of my songs. Let me hear the song." Yeah. I'm good, bro. And I've turned down money. Yeah. Uh, There's times where people have hired me to do beats, and once I've heard their lyrics, I gave them their money back and I took my beat back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Uh, some people say maybe that's not good business, but that's just the way I am. Exactly. So now. The second album, to me, was a classic as well, okay? Yeah. Uh, I really liked uh, Ghetto Baseball. Yeah. That's what I mean. I, I can that, go down to this.
0: That Ghetto Baseball, man. If people don't know, just YouTube Ghetto Baseball by Frank V. That right there, I, to this day, and, and call it what you will, I'll put money on Frank V. Like, whether we fell off or call it what you want, but if they're still talking about you maybe 25 years later. Right. Then okay You made an impact Yeah I'll, I'll be like Okay you made an impact Or something
1: What but, would you say Was your favorite song Off that second one would, would it be Ghetto baseball
0: Yeah I wanna say I wanna say Ghetto baseball Okay it now
1: is. If you guys Are referred to Today As Chicano rap Then I'm gonna make A statement Okay And this is not My opinion This is facts uh-huh. If you guys Are known Once again I'm gonna repeat it As Chicano rap The first Proper dose album and the second proper dose album, to me, are the epitome of Chicano rap. I have yet, and I challenge everyone, change my mind. I have yet to hear an album that tops those two.
0: I, I agree, but I don't want to be the one saying it because it doesn't sound as good as it is coming from other people.
1: Well, I'm saying it. So if anybody gets pissed off or anybody wants to yeah. debate, you know what? Like I said, we change debate. my mind. Yeah. Throw names uh uh but
2: and i think
0: i think people know that like you don't even have to say it but even even like there's been people from from you know different neighborhoods that i i I bumped into later on you grow up and i they're not gonna tell you like bro like because you know nobody wants to be dick riding people that's how they feel of course but but so that's why we get love from arizona from texas from everywhere else but around here everybody kind of like and i I understand, I understand. But later on, they told me, like, dude, your shit was hard. Everybody thought you guys, you know, hard. And I'm like, I knew that. I'm like, come on. But I did it for you guys. I did it for, for the whole Mexican power. I, did, I didn't do it. I did it for, for everybody. I did that shit for everybody. Was Never. there ever a third album? Of- yeah, I think it was he. I think it was he. But by that time, me and Frank were like, you know, because... It just got a little bit too much for me. Okay. Like like there's only so much I can take, like, you know.
1: Reason why I asked that because I saw an album one time that said proper dose and the title of the album was called Overdose.
0: Yeah, that's I think when he went to, to um uh, he when he went to San Diego and, and okay. they probably snatched him up and here's here's now, you know
1: overdose was he talking about the proper dose was done or was cou- he talking about overdose as in drugs
0: i want to say i didn't i don't take it even if it was overdose like like it was over that that's pretty fucking clever it sounds like frank v like that is that's okay. clever overdose why i would name it too but
1: was there ever a time where you figured you know fuck it we just went our separate ways
0: oh yeah like uh by the third album i already knew like you know, you have your pride, bro. Like, you have course, your pride. So, I'm like, that's, uh, yeah, as much as, hey, as dope as you can be and no hard feelings. Like, I, I wish that guy the best of luck. Like, there was never hard... I, we would always kind of still talk and be like, hey, come through or, or like whatever. But it would never happen. It, it was okay. just, it's different. You grow out of it or or, or, or that, that it, when I'm talking about that that magic, is gone, dude. That's why people... And it, it's not only me. I'm not talking... EPMD broke up. Yeah, of course. You know, of course.
1: NWA of groups, broke yeah. up.
0: Yeah. The Ice Cuban is on. It, it happens. happens yeah. You know, it happens.
1: Now, let me say this, because sometimes, and I know some people are probably going to get upset about what I'm about to say, but I don't care because, you know, I speak my mind. Yeah. I found out that the older you get, the less you care hey, what yeah. people think, okay? Exactly. Uh, uh, you have a bunch of dick-riding fans that will whisper in the rapper's ear, you don't need him. Mm -hmm. You know, my my other homeboy, he does beats for cheaper or I can get this producer. I can get this producer. Usually when a rapper is somewhat on top, they tend to believe that because Mm -hmm. these guys are just jocking their ass. I've sat in a room with a very well-known artist, okay, platinums all over his wall, you know, record sales, millions of records known all over the world. I won't mention his name, personal friend of mine. He was playing music. I was shaking my head like, okay, this is not the guy that I know. He had about 10 dudes in the room, and they were all dick riding him, telling him that his music was amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: He didn't listen to them, but he turns around and he tells me, what do you think about this song? And I said, it's not the guy that I know. You know, this is not you. And, um, excuse me, he said, okay, what? Do you, I, it's just not you. You're, you're going off, way off on left field. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, he took that song off of his album. And you know why? Because I didn't dick ride him and just tell him that it was the shit. Now, a lot of guys, I'm sure were were in Frank's ear, you don't need that dude. You know. And, and, and you know what? Sometimes yeah. as producers, here's what we get reduced to. Well, he's just a DJ. You yeah. can get any DJ. You know, for years, and, and I never had anything against High C because I know it wasn't him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People would always tell High C well, you don't need another DJ, not knowing that I produced a whole fucking album.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? They didn't know that, but they just referred to me as the DJ. You yeah. can always get somebody else. And I believe part of that is could what happened been. between you guys.
0: Could, could yeah, You know, I
1: never thought about it that way, but I never,
0: hey, it was what it was. So if people it, are yeah. getting
1: pissed off right now, then the shoe fit. Yeah. That's Okay. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. we're going to come right back, okay? Okay. Um. Uh, one thing about these guys that you guys didn't know, they actually were DJs at Power 106 for a, a hot minute. For a we're we're going to talk about what actually took place and why they're not there anymore. <laughs> and what is Ernie doing now? What is Ernie going to be doing in the future? Uh, you are going to want to stay tuned because it's actually pretty exciting. So once again, my boy, Johnny boy, please take us away. And we're going to be listening to another radio drop. Oh, okay. Uh, I, there was another one? There's another one for oh, the oh. Roughnecks, the Roughneck show. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Johnny Boy, I know one of them is On and On. And what was the other one, if I'm correct? Uh, But we'll give you the titles, actually, after the songs. Um, uh, Something to Bump and On and On. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Yo, man. thank you everybody for tuning in and for welcome back. Welcome actually, you know what's so dope about one of those songs on and on? You actually heard Ernie G rap.
0: I did rap, huh? That
1: that was that was dope, man. I, anyway.
0: I think I think Frank V wrote the lyrics for me, though. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He, he uh, Ghostwriter. So oh, Ghost not okay. I don't write my own rhymes. Okay.
1: For the haters. You dropped first album, second album. Is that when A lot of people don't know that you guys actually were DJs at Power 106. Around what year did that happen?
0: I don't know why I remember that. 1996.
1: Okay, 96. Your both albums were already out?
0: Well, for sure, Mexican Power was out. And I want to say, we're at it again. Came out in 95.
1: How did you guys get that hookup to work at Power?
0: Okay. Back in the days, remember we had to kind of almost say, hey, we we got a new album, let's promote it. Right. And Power 106 was, again, the web. Like, that's what you want to do. You want to get your stuff on the radio. So long story short, somehow we hook up and we get in there. And what, this is how they were. At the, at that time, the Latin, Mexican, the Latinos were blowing up and, and uh, Power 106 wanted to, wanted to. Right Snatch course. up the Latinos and Right The movement wanna... So I think somebody in there Is smart enough to know like Hey get those guys To do a little drop for us So We're like They call us up man And they're like Hey we need you to We don't really want to promote I'm you... I'm. not. I'm... This is what I'm thinking I'm... That's not what they told us We don't really want to promote Your records There's nothing But can you guys Can you guys come up With some kind of A drop or something Like like You know Power 106 Where hip hop lives But like In Spanish Like uh, Spanish lingo And we're like you know, we're like, Órale, Power 106, Power 106. Yeah, 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 that, that, that. Okay, go, go, go and record it with Edward Scissor. I remember that guy, Edward Scissorhands. And he's very important because we did that a couple of times and they, man, they were good at cutting checks, bro.
1: Now, was that through Steve or did Power 106 contact you, you guys personally?
0: Oh, I think, no, that, it, if it was through Steve at the end, it was, they were contacting us personally. Okay. We were going up there. And they were cutting them checks. Like, I think at that time, for just saying something like that, power uno, cero, say, Simon. Yeah, yeah. They love that. Um, they would be like, okay, go see go see so-and-so. And they cut us 250 bucks each, bro. I'm like, damn, why for not, that? Huh? Why not? Why not? So, me, if if you guys, well, I know this. Me and Frank V had a sarcastic relationship. We were sarcastic with each other. I we were, know he was, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He's a sarcastic guy. And if you weren't up, up, up on game... If you were a fan, like, hey Frank, sure, buddy, yeah, anytime you want, you would believe that what he's telling you is. And I'm like, bro, you're going yeah. in for a ride. But hey, I don't want to shoot your plane down. Anyways, make a long story short, me and him when we were doing all this stuff in the booth recording
1: these radio drops that
0: were here the, ra- the radio drops and like say this and all that. While that was happening, we, me and him, would be like, hey fool, you should you should change your name to MC Assassin. And then he would laugh, but he knows I'm I'm, I'm being sarcastic, you know. Right. He's like, "You should be DJ uh, Th- Thunder or something," like you know. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I'll right. be there. So we're having fun in it, we're, and that was the whole beauty of it. We were having it was fun. Um, so it would happen, the the engineer or whatever that he would be laughing, dude. I'm like, "Hey, man, you need to tell them to put us on the air because you guys don't know what the hell you're doing here." But we're being we were just joking. Right,
1: right. Just I moving mean, around.
0: We were joking, but... And one day, dude, believe it or not, one day they say, hey, guys, report at 12 o'clock at, at night. Bring some headphones and report here. And we're like, all right, cool. Right, right. We you report, got to know. We didn't, we didn't know. We report. Okay, this is... this. The, 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 they gave us like a one-day training. And the next thing you know, okay, you guys going to be on the air one day training maybe two or three okay but you know it just sounds better right if of course, i say course, like, sounds yeah, better. So, okay okay so, okay disregard so, yeah, my question part of the movie yeah so anyways uh, and that's what happened that's what happened we got a job at Power 106 yes on the air we were on the air i remember you know what i do remember i was making 35 bucks an hour in, 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 in 1996 bro well,
1: so 12 o'clock to what time
0: i think the baker boys were coming in in the morning
1: what what about 5 or 6 uh 5 yeah about 5 So they gave you guys like the vampire hours. The vampire. But that was all right. Just just to start off. Yeah. It was just to start off. Now.
0: Uh, Which was a bad thing.
1: Okay. I heard through the grapevine. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. That you guys actually ended up getting fired. We got fired. Okay. Fired. Fired. How long before you guys got fired? I think I want to.
0: And again, I have the worst memory. I do. You keep reminding me of that. I, I, I tell you, so you if you can remember if I have that, Alzheimer's disease later on, you'll know that I wasn't bullshitting. But um, I think we lasted about a year. Oh, wow. A, a year. But okay. it, just say six months in case, you know, I don't want nobody to say I was lying. But right. to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my, I, I learned that word. Okay. So if you guys ever in trouble, use that. To See, the best like of my me,
1: I've been blessed with a photographic memory. I Uh remember a lot of shit. It's almost like in my mind, I see like, you know how we stack our records and we put in a file, right here's Uh my funk, right here's my classic soul, right? That's how I remember shit throughout the years. I I say that because I remember Steve one day tells me and, and, and in his voice, man, I can't believe those guys got fired. And I said, what the hell happened? Now, tell me your story and I'll tell you Steve's story.
0: My story is this. One? Okay. So, we finished our shift, I guess. And here I go again. It might have been that. Yeah. It might have been the next day. Uh-huh. Frank calls me and says, yo, Michelle Mercer wants to see us in her office by, let's say, 2 o'clock today. I'm like, she didn't call me. You know, we always play that like. And, and who was didn't.
1: Michelle Mercer at the Michelle
0: time? Michelle Mercer was a big wig. I want to say. Yeah, yeah power. Whatever you call him. with. Uh, E-Man is right now or something okay. Michelle Mercer somebody can tell me who Michelle Mercer was but she he tells me that so I just play like well she didn't call me so I, I'm yeah oh, you're yeah, cool yeah. I'm cool I'm like but I'm like shit I know he ain't bullshitting we need to we need to go there so let's say an hour before I'm like hey Michelle Frank tells me that you want us to be there you know like in 30 minutes she's like oh my god you guys are not here I'm like well I don't know I said, you know, look, man, I'm just gonna do this. I'm paraphrasing. I'm just maybe, but he's like, I'm just. You guys are fired. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What? Oh, you don't know what happened? I'm like, and honestly. I don't know what happened.
1: Now, keep in mind, for the audience that may not know, for those that may not be from LA uh-huh. or California, Power 106 was the biggest radio station. It
0: still probably is one of the b- the biggest radio stations but, now. But
1: in LA, that in, in was LA. the station. Is, yeah. Okay. If you came from New York, you came from Louisiana, from Florida, you tuned in to big Power Boy 106.
0: Was, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's how, that's how big this was. Yeah. So you guys are fired. And what did she say you guys did? She said... Somebody left. Uh,
0: What is it? A tall can, forty ounce, and a used rubber on her desk.
1: Okay, now I'm gonna ask you yes or no. Was it It me? No. True or false? (laughs) Was it me? True or false? Was that true or false? Oh, that was true.
0: Okay, that was true. Whose rubber was it? Not mine. Because look, man, too big. No, I don't know. I didn't (laughs) see it, so I don't know. Because if it was, if I, I'm just look, joking. I would have cleaned it up, man. Of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Dude, dude. I mean, like, like your boy Frank liked to drink. I and know. he was, hey, he's the rock star. I'm just the engineer behind the board. Right. Sometimes I had to wake him up. By 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., they had a little couch. They had a little couch. I'd be like, Frank, 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 we're, co- we're coming. We're going in in three minutes. We're, or, you know, because I used to put all right, the commercials. Right. Like, Frank, Frank, Frank. Frank was out like a baby. Well, here comes Ernie G. I'm like, Power 106, you know, and I, I had to, I had to represent, right. you know, and uh, there was nobody in the
1: office. It was night shift, so it, it was just us. You know, it almost seemed like at times the golden opportunities that Frank had. It almost seems like, yeah, he never took things serious. Yeah, and that's the sad part because I work with rappers that, like, to me, could be that goose that lays the golden egg. Yeah, but they never took that shit seriously, and you knew how the story was gonna end, and it did. It did. You guys got booted off the biggest radio station in LA, bro. LA, I like to say, and I believe this is true, the entertainment capital of the world. Yes, this is Hollywood, bro. Yes, and you guys got fired.
0: We got fired, and not only that, what happens is people say, "Oh, what happened?" Well, you get blackballed because that travels. Right. So, like, oh, why don't you go get another, bro? At that point, I was like, and then it was like, "Well, oh, you took a mic from there." I'm like, "Bro, they didn't even miss that mic. That thing was on the ground and shit." I'm like, "And yeah, and that was way before this." And
1: and I'm like, "Man," okay. I said, "And you know, here's another story that I've heard. Uh, of. There was a guy named Frank Lozano. Yes, that used to be on there, Lozano on the loose. Yes, you know, we're friends actually on Facebook. Good dude. Uh-huh. Was there ever a beep or a problem between you guys?" That you can remember? I want to say there probably would
0: have, there probably was one, but it was never with me. I never started nothing. I okay. was, I was the uh, uh, the nice guy. Okay, I was trying to mend whatever it was like I needed. because I I knew the vision. I, I I seen where I wanted to go. So I'm like, man, Frank, if, if Frank needed to be, I would go get him, get him right. right, or somebody else would go get him, get him right to a certain time. But um, but no, not. If there was, maybe you know about it, and then maybe I can collaborate on it. But I'm like, I don't recall. I had
1: heard uh, the story went that Frank and him had a beef. That that was it.
0: That, that I want to, now, you know, it's kind of like coming back. I think so, because remember, like those drops you guys heard right now during the break? There was like, what was it, a rap attack type, type of thing? Yes. Where like our song was actually hit number one. I think it was Mexican
1: power. Yeah, they actually went you guys went up against uh jump from uh-huh. from uh, right. crisscross and, and beat jump.
0: We beat yeah. people
1: would call and uh uh say we take Mexican power over jump or whatever yeah. you guys won.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh the story was that Frank Lozano actually said, "Because whatever beef he had with Frank that he said I will never ever play a proper dose record on Power 106. The reason why I brought that up, because you said that you got to get blackballed. So yeah. I was wondering if that was part of it.
0: I don't think that was part of it. I think that was maybe... His personal beef? Yeah, his know? personal beef. Yeah. Okay. Because it didn't only happen... I don't know who else it happened, but I remember him calling, because we had the number to the hotline. Okay. And I don't even know if it was when we were on the air or before we were on the air. And we were, I think we beat, like, the Red Man and Eric Sermon or something. They had right. a single. I think... One of our songs beat, or they beat us, Uh-huh. and then Frank maybe uh, I ca- he called up and like, oh fuck them and fuck this and.
1: That's right. I believe he cussed yeah. over the air,
0: and maybe it wasn't over the air, but just say you're the personality, and th- those are your 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 guests, right. and I call you, Tony. Oh fuck them. You're gonna be like, bro. You know, they're right. not playing that shit, and they're like, "You out of here, dude!" And wow, that that, that was kind of like, but that was Frank. That was Frank V. You know, he. Well, you know? you know, I mean,
1: you're kind of yeah. describing like the Mexican Jim Morrison. Yeah,
0: you,
1: you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I mean that this guy just popped pills and drank and didn't exactly. give a shit, and at the age of 27, he checked himself out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Thank God that Frank's still around. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You, you know what's funny because a lot of people may not know this that Frank actually came here when I built this studio. I want to say like in 2005. Okay. I built this studio, and I called him, and I said, Frank, you need to come down. I don't know if you remember. That's when he was eating good. or drinking a lot of water, and he actually slimmed down, okay? And he and, he, and we, we had a meeting here, and I said, I want to produce a record. And I told him the mm-hmm. truth. I love Ernie's production, and, yeah. I, and I'm not going to compete against it, but I want to give you some Tony A production. Yeah. You know, one thing, Ernie, I heard a quote years ago from uh, Steve Jobs, okay? Uh, the Apple guy. Mm-hmm. And he said this when they asked him, you know, about Microsoft doing this, what are we going to do? And he said this. uh, uh, I'm not trying to be better than my competition. I just want to be different. So I never wanted to be trying to be better than you or better than any other producer. I just wanted to be different. Mm -hmm. So I told him I want to do a different album. But the name of the album, I already had a name. I wanted to call it Aki para Frank V. Yeah. And I wanted to do it like, remember the Eastside Records? Yeah. It'd be in front of a body shop or whatnot. I already had a photographer, and everything ready. I started doing beats. He came twice. And when he came twice, he just came, let me hear and let me hear and let me hear him. I gave it to him, showed up twice, and never showed up again. <laughs>
0: yeah. It sounds. I mean, that sounds familiar. But at the time when you're doing it, that's why I say when you're doing it when it's brand new it's kind of oh yeah come on and he shows and then once you kind of get a taste for it you kind of either you slap i won't say slouch just lack of a better word but you or, or and you know what and i had a the last time i talked to him i said hey, frank like n- we were much older now and i you know i'm the kind of guy that looks around and be like i see you know a lot of people have came through the studio mm-hmm. and i'd be seeing shit that they don't think i'd be seeing i'm like hey, bro you you you, you you depressed right? And he, I remember him telling me, "Yeah, I think, I think I am depressed." Like he was going through something. Right. So if we don't. When you're young, you just nobody wants. Right. No, they don't pay attention. So and, and, I don't know.
1: You know what? Steve used to always listen to me when I was a youngster. He used to always listen to me because uh, a lot of people don't know that he was going to to a uh, major university studying to be a psychologist. Okay. But he found out he could make more records selling at the Swami ma- more, more money, money selling records at the Swami. Yeah. Crazy, okay? So he checks out of there. So many times he's try to pick my brain. Tony, what's going on in your life? See, to him, it was kind of hard to pick my brain. I'll tell you why, because I was never one of those depressed persons. You uh-huh. would never see me down... Getting drunk, fucking bumping Chalino, Vicente Fernandez, taking yeah. shots. I was never that guy. If I ever got myself in a rut, I always knew that I could get myself out of it. So when I see, when I saw guys come to the studio and I knew they were down, it was always had to do with something about baby mama. Yes. She cheated on me. And, and it was yeah. always the girl's fault, not theirs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So... You know, so I understand what you're saying about the way some of these rappers and you see it,
0: or, or, or the rappers get on the phone and they do this, like hold on, and they go outside and you kind of hear them, like okay, yeah. So I, I I dealt with a lot of, and I see it, and, and and maybe because I know because it's happened to
1: me too, so I understand. it. I don't
0: want to say that it, it didn't happen, but that's that's what happens, and and and, you, and things happen, you know, like you know,
1: one of the funniest stories about Frank V, he was here, okay, mm-hmm. he was on his phone and he hangs up and he, he's putting me on hold and I'm just sitting right there like kind of like. Looking at him, and he's like, okay, baby, I love you. All right, I'll talk to you later. He has a flip phone. Yeah. Closes it. About two minutes later, somebody else calls him. He goes, shoot, I got to take this phone call. Yeah, okay, listen, I'm right in the meeting. uh, Let me go ahead and call you back. Okay, baby, I love you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Hangs up. Five minutes later, the phone rings again. That happened five times. And I just said, dude, you need to stop this shit. And here's what he said. Hold on. This is the last one. I promise.
2: Yeah. That's a so point. he's
1: like, okay, mama. Yeah. I'll call you after. All right, baby. I love you. All right. Talk to you later. And I said, your girl calls you that many times? He goes, no, that was five different ones.
0: Yeah. I was going to tell you it was five. Yeah. That's what I, I believe. You never think that, hey, that's going to happen because you're like, hey, I'm going to call. But it happens. It happens. It happens. And, and, it,
1: and and that that type of shit, believe it or not, kind of derails you from what, does. You, what you really want to accomplish. Does. And you don't accomplish nothing. You don't. And if it's true, sad to say, that's why possibly he's incarcerated today. Yeah. And and I wish him nothing but the best. And I wish he, he, he would get out because yeah. you've known him for a long time. I've known him for a long time. And we don't deny his talent.
0: Oh, no. I think okay. he's the best. I think he's the best to this day.
1: Now, now, tell me the guy. Now, here, here's the funny part. Some people know. Some people don't know. They would they would call him the what? The Mexican what? Ice Cube. The Mexican Ice Cube. Yeah.
0: His Primes. Yeah. Yeah, and I Cube.
1: I believe well, so. Yeah, I, I, I believe mean. so. So, anyways, moving on. What is Ernie G doing today? Is Ernie G engineer, engineering engineering a project? Because I know you love engineering. Uh, uh, when I was on IG, and for those, once again, I'm gonna announce my IG got they just booted my ass. I don't I know, know what it was. The second time, right? Second time. Um, you know, I didn't. It wasn't like I even had that many followers. My first IG had four thousand. Yeah. They booted my ass. Uh, and when I say it, you just log in and, and it just says logged out. You tried logging back in and it tells you you've been blocked. If you feel you reached this a mistake, appeal it. So I appealed it, followed all the procedures, the very next day, you've been permanently disabled. Okay, cool. I tried getting another one, no problem, I had maybe 1200 followers, maybe within a month, I get logged out again. So for those that have been asking me, because I've been getting text messages, on uh, uh am i still on ig for the moment no over the weekend i'll probably make another one but now uh, um damn i even lost my train of thought now happens, so much for well, a guy that has a hey. great memory yeah. but um anyway so ernie g there it is ernie g loves to produce uh love to engineer because i see your ig stories yeah, yeah yeah okay now sometimes i see you post shit yeah and then in the morning i don't know pedo, like you just delete it yeah that happens What I, ha- what's up with that
0: I, j- I just like i go through little things and i'm sure everybody else does and i just like okay i wake up and like what was i thinking like ice cube you know <laughs> what was i thinking boom and that's it <laughs> i oh, mean well. yeah so and sometimes i do it so i can remember the next day you know how tell okay. I, I forget right because right, i'll right. do something i'm like i really like this and i get that feeling and in the morning uh I'm like damn what was I thinking nah I don't like it right and I I just and and it might have been great because most of the time you know people is like I didn't
1: didn't like that song see I told you now you could do whatever the hell you want you're a grown man and I got nothing but love for you but many times a lot of producers they're producing a beat
0: overproduce
1: no and they play it on Instagram or Facebook, and all you're doing is giving other uh, producers ideas, and they'll take that shit.
0: You're, you're right, because I have heard uh, people I, I remember you emulate. sampled like
1: a culture club song, yeah, and yeah. I thought that was the
0: shit yeah, right there. Yeah, I still have it, and you I know? think
1: it's... Yeah. And, and I told you, you need to take that one off, bro. Yeah. Because somebody from fucking Texas, Florida, whatever, will listen to that shit and just say, you know, I didn't yeah. take it from you. So uh, uh, I get guys all the time, hey, man, where, where can I listen to your beats? You can't. Yeah. Why not? I said... You think I'm just going to give you ideas to take? Yeah. You know, I, what I like to do, I like to tailor, tailor make a song or a beat specifically for a rapper. Uh,
0: like my boy Conejo says, custom made for the streets. That's exactly uh, that, that, And I that always like to custom made for the streets. Much love to Conejo, you know, we're trying to yeah. get you on here. Yeah. So, C- please C-O-N. get on So,
1: yeah. other than that, what is Ernie G doing now? As I'm- far as music is concerned. As music, the great
0: thing about technology now... Is that everything's in the box? Like when I mean in the box is on your computer. Sure, you like to be even the greatest produ- people that you see in big studios. They're it's almost like they got this big old million dollar board, but they're not using every. They're right. just running their computer through right. the board, and they're it's for a vibe. If I could afford that and bring on my homies and vibe out, I'd do it. But anyways, it, we come so far now that. I mean, some of the greatest engineers. Now that's what I do. So I started DJing. I started trying to figure out what producing. And at the time, I was working with great equipment that I knew was great, but I didn't know what it. Right. You know, it's like me telling you that's a great compressor. And now, because of technology, I get to. I don't get the. I wish I can have all those toys. Like if I had right. the money, I'd buy them just to course, say I buy them of of anyway. But we're getting to a point where, like, dude, I. I would do it. Now I get into like, let me buy that compressor. Let me buy that plug-in. Let me buy this plug. Let me. I had to stop myself. Like, right, if I can't right, do right, shit right. with, I mean, the guys that have a two hundred dollar laptop are making the hits.
1: You know. You know. It's funny because I've been in a studio with a multi platinum producer. Okay, we all know who he is. I won't mm-hmm. mention his name. Uh One day he played me a song. I didn't think the song was all that. I really mm-hmm. didn't. But he was like, listen to the tambourines. I added this effect. Yeah. Listen to the hi-hat. I did this. I tweaked the, the, the 808 kick drum. The reverb. Now, the- and all of that sounded beautiful, but the song sucked.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Now, I compare that to MC Breed, who in no the Future In Your Front. Yeah. Now, uh, at, for an engineer, let's be honest. It, the engineering sucked on that song. Yes, okay. it did. But the song sold. Yes. That's all that matters to yeah. me so i told this guy look i don't give a damn i know i knew mc breed you know may rest in peace i said but he did that song in somebody's bedroom and it went two million copies yeah that's what it sold you're over here tweaking every damn song trying to make it sound like a michael jackson album and the song sucks And,
0: and, and what i'm learning is that like if you do a little demo and i give it to you and then later on i feel like i'm gonna tweak it better 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 you got used to the demo and you're like, Well, you did something and so I gotta like stop doing all that. just be like
1: it is what it is. So Ernie is more into engineering right now. Yeah, like
0: more into engineering. Okay. And and I'm trying to be uh uh Rick Rubin, like Ricardo okay. Rubin. We're like I don't necessarily have to hit the button, but I'm like okay. would I with technology I can be like they don't know, like I'll have some guy that recorded something today. Or 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And now I can kind of grab him from 10 years ago. And put him with some new stuff. Or get him. And then you kind of mash it
1: up. Well that's the awesome thing about technology. That you can do that now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We got a couple of more minutes. About 6 minutes. And I wanted to um, to tell the public first of all that after this interview, after our next two songs mm-hmm. to hang on because we have some a special guest at the end of this show. Uh, we're gonna give some special announcements, uh okay. concerts, uh uh, you know, fundraisers, etc. But so please uh, hang on. The show's not gonna be over. But I wanted to ask you a question because working at Scanless Studio, we mean you were label major, we were signed to Steve's record label, Scanless Records. We were okay. Um you were the first guy that ever showed me a conejo uh um demo yeah a conejo demo i remember that i don't remember the name of the song but i remember he said something about him going to hell and you seeing my placazo on the wall yeah do you remember the name of that song
0: i you know what i'm like i said i'm back but yeah those were those to me were like fuck yeah okay now what year was that you think i want to say it was conejo where you at i know he's probably listening um tap in right there tell me tell me what year if you look on the on the thing but i want to say it might have been
1: Ninety four. Okay, because it was early. Yeah, it was early. yeah. That's the raw. And shit. even then, it still wasn't called Chicano rap. No. Now, when I heard that shit, I thought yeah. this is some dope yeah. shit. Yeah. And now I don't know what other produ- who produced that stuff, but I know that I know you were one of the other guys that was actually working with him as yes. well. Yes. Yes. And he yes. actually recorded at Steve's uh-huh. studio. Uh uh, But yes, I, when I heard his shit, I thought it was really. Freaking dope. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, to, that
0: guy has a hundred albums. Gonel has a hundred. Who does that?
1: Yeah. Who yeah. Well, does it well, you, you know, yeah. I talked to Johnny J.
0: Yeah. Uh, the producer. Rest in peace. Yes, okay. rest
1: in peace. The producer of Tupac's All Eyes on Me album. Uh-huh. Even though they had Daz and Quick and a bunch of other, Dre, do some beats. All his hits were the ones that made the singles. Yeah. And he passed away in county jail. He told me that him and Pac... We're always working. Before he went to jail, me and him talked for about um, maybe a good hour. And he told me this. I have about 80 Tupac songs. Tupac's mom contacted me and we're working together. She's showing Suge for like over 100 million. Yeah. Because Tupac died a broke man. He didn't have any money, Yeah, et cetera. Well, I believe it. So what happened was he said, Tone, I'm going to need some help. That's what he said. T- I'm sure he contacted other producers, yeah. but this is mind his conversation uh when i get out he said i'm gonna do a couple of months he thought he was gonna do two to three months and get out mm-hmm. and he said Um, when i get out uh, um I- i'm gonna need some production that's what he said mm-hmm. well man, long story short he never made it out may rest in peace another show another time another story but i said that because you said conejo had over 100 albums Tupac, he told me just loved to work, and he was always, always recording. So there's still, in his, maybe Johnny J's wife's vault, 80 Tupac songs that have never been released.
0: Yeah, and they can get, like, at that point, like, I'm old enough to know, like, that could be a little bit tricky. You don't even want to say you have, because believe me, somebody... You may end up missing. Yeah, you may
1: end up... Yeah, you will, okay. yeah. So, uh, um, any rappers right now, maybe, that you're working with, you want to shout out? That-
0: Actually, right now... At this time, it's been the only time that I kind of like my like I'm not not into it. Like I'm almost like either I need to like refresh or just get away for a little bit because uh-huh. I'm not not vibing like like, you know, I'm just I just feel like it's I've been I was, you know, constantly. I'll, I'll, you always see me that I'm always working. even right. though I'll still get on the drum machine. Just cause it's it's a habit.
1: Right. Right. of course, It's a
0: habit. Of course. And but now, you know, now, you know, it's just no time so
1: ernie g doesn't have anything new coming out anytime soon
0: no I, I, right okay. now i'm
1: waiting for for and that's by choice yeah
0: that's my choice yeah okay it's like,
1: you know but people say. always tell me when are you gonna dj next
0: yeah what- i don't want to be like yeah i got i got this because a lot of people you ever listen to interviews and like oh we got this project this project and i'm like <clears throat> bullshit because they all never come out right. because you really don't have it just sounds good that you have this project this but most people like you can tell like you know i don't have that's why i say i don't have nothing you might hear me play this or that and maybe i should do like uh what i want to do though is i have a lot of bits of pieces that never got completed but then i'm like oh uh i don't have a second verse to this but what i want to do i recorded my boy bad news for those that know like uh, this is but bad news you know like i really like that guy young Chapo, you know uh, uh but um people feel some certain way but i mean if you want to get stuck like you said back in in the 90s that's cool you know but sometimes you got to move forward but as far i just want to put like maybe a a work of art just where it might just be one verse and a one minute song but who says that is wrong now so i'm like
1: i might just do that you know oh quick question now where well where can people reach you they want to follow you they ever want to dm you chat with you where can they reach you?
0: i uh, Usually, it's Instagram. I don't do Facebook. I know I should, but I do. I do have an account, but I keep it more like, like personal. Like, okay, I don't mess with that. Even though there is a high-caliber page that was is run by my, my boy Jay West, but I don't do I don't do Facebook. Like, I might see the things once in a while, and I might, but I don't. But mostly, it's just IG. Okay, what proper, is your IG name? I, I believe it's proper you believe yeah, yeah yeah believe me because okay. Pro- it used to be proper dose but then i deleted it one day and then okay. i couldn't get it back Sorry. so it's proper those underscore D-O-S. DOS, DOS, yeah
1: proper underscore d-o-s dose. Dose. yes okay Wait, and that's where they could reach you and yeah. i hope you're pretty good at getting back to people
0: sometimes sometimes i'm usually i am but okay. sometimes
1: you know i'm busy too okay yeah it, it, life that, that's understandable like my boy
0: bad news said what happened to so-and-so uh life came knocking at the door and i had to answer right yeah so that's uh, one I mean.
1: quick question because i want to save this hopefully for a show that we will do another year where i'm gonna have you come back uh i see a lot of things on your ig and i have a question for you are you a big conspiracy theorist guy
0: I kind of keep that to myself Because then people think You're kind of crazy cool, cool. But I'm yeah. just kind of like well, Okay I, I won't say I kind of was I, and But I catch myself I'm like oh, I'm not going to say anything.
1: Okay You okay. know what I uh, mean uh, We'll say that for another show Is that cool Yeah yeah,
0: that's cool We can okay. do that we'll, Okay because I'm
1: going to Bring back High C Next year And instead of the sci-fi We're going to call it The high Oh, that's dope,
0: that's that's dope. A, And we're going to talk dope. About Bigfoot yeah. Paranormal Extraterrestrial yeah. Alien yeah. abductions
1: Or what you know, happened to forced you Forced into yeah. an alien Weight loss program Whatever Everything Okay So uh, we'll go ahead And do that uh next, stay tuned. We have another Power 106 drop uh produced by uh Ernie G, Rapped by uh Frank V. And we're gonna have uh my favorite song. Uh um what is the name of that damn song that see, and I here I am for I, I one it, summer night, one summer night,
0: one summer and night and in the
1: video of Feed Me Behind, another classic song. But stay tuned because after that I'm gonna have a special guest just for a short while, uh, and this person is gonna announce what's coming up and you wanna stay tuned because you do wanna be a part of this. So please stay tuned, okay? John, take us away. Okay, and we're back uh, really quick. I know we went a little bit over, so I apologize for that, but I'd like to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and staying there. I know it's been a little while, but believe me, you won't be disappointed. Uh, Really quick, I know my boy Ernie, he's gotta get going and he, uh, has got some shout-outs, you gotta give some shout-outs, and then we gotta take, we took three questions, so, uh, go ahead and give your shout-outs for now, brother,
0: ah, uh, before I forget, can't forget my boy, Reggie, what's up, Reg, hey, shout-out for Reg, uh, I'd also like to say, um, tune in to Manny, my boy Manny B, my son, and, and one son, uh, they got a new project out, too, and, uh, you know, my boy Cornejo and Prime, you know, um, big shout out to them, and I know there's many more, but we only have certain times, so, you know.
1: So, so, okay, you know, the sad thing is that if you forget somebody, they get kind of pissed off. Yeah, yeah, but so, I don't mean it. So, let me get my shout outs really quick. I want to thank my boy, John Motherfucking Elkins, JE Visuals on Instagram. I'd like to thank my boy, DG Media Clip Clips. I'd like to thank my boy, Roger Mara. Uh, Boomer, Boomer did it. Uh, uh, Kerry Fujita, South Bay Drones. Uh, but once again, I just want to extend the uh, um, thanks to John, for making all this happen, for doing yes, my visuals, sure. for doing my audio, for doing my YouTube, for doing my website. Uh, you know, the list just goes on and on and on for everything that is contributed. Everybody has somehow has contributed to, to Rodian Radio, to the DocuMixery. And uh, speaking of the Documentary, it will be dropping on our website, uh, um, wwwdocumixery.com and that uh, will be dropping May 4th. Stay tuned to after these announcements that there's going to be uh, the official trailer for the documentary at the very end and the official trailer will drop tomorrow on social media whether it be uh, uh, Instagram or whether it be Facebook to, uh, and YouTube. For those that have subscribed to our YouTube page, you'll probably get it early in the morning uh, if you subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe not only to my YouTube page but also to the documentary page and you'll get notified whenever content is released you actually get it first. So stay tuned to the official trailer. And uh, uh, November 4th, the documentary drops. And also give a shout-out to uh, my son, uh, uh, Brian B. Scanless on uh, I, um, IG. Also to my boy, Wiz. And in case if I forgot anybody, please remind me uh, next week. And I'll give you a shout-out because I give credit what credit is due. And thank you very much. Uh, but we got three questions that we want to cover. Uh, so Ernie, uh, the first one was... Um, what do you think about the state of rap today? We're not talking about just Chicano rap, just rap in general compared to rap when it started. Because here's rap today, and here's rap when it started.
0: What is you the know, difference? I'll, I'm, it, it's a y- young young man sport, dude. So right. maybe they were feeling uh, older. Guys were feeling the same way. So I think it, it's a great thing. And, you know, I, it's a lot of people now, though. So I can't keep my eye on everybody. So it ain't like... But, yeah, it's different from our shit, but right. they were probably saying that from when we were doing our stuff, like, you know, so it's evolution, it's gonna happen, change is gonna happen, dude, whether okay. you want to or not, I mean, you you can get stuck over here, and, you know, I have gotten stuck over here, then I try over here, and, you know, I think it's a, it is what it is, dude. Okay, I'm gonna really... give
1: you 10 seconds to name me one song that's out today that you like, one.
0: Uh. Uh. I don't know. Hey, I got a bad memory. So okay, all, right.
1: all good. Uh, my second question is: uh, Somebody asked, uh, "Whatever happened to Too High?" Too High? Yes.
0: Well, you know. We invested a lot of money into Too High. Yeah. Luckily now he's he's up on all uh, uh, streaming platforms. Okay. Too High. It's kind of hard to find, but you'll find if you see the marijuana leaf on there. Right. That's Too High. I produced all that two album. I think they were actually great, good albums. Just you okay. Know. But what happened was, I know he got busted. Okay. He got busted, and uh, he got deported. Okay. And uh, he, we kind of got him back.
1: What kind of got him back? Well, like, you got know, his arms we, over we, here? And yeah, legs we over hooked there him. We
0: got him back over here. Okay. And, and, and then, uh, you know, then uh, he might have got busted again. And, you know, if you look at rappers, you only have a period of time. That's you it, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, especially yeah. if you're, like, already 25, 30, 40. If you're a rapper, you know.
1: You, you okay. Know, uh, okay. So you can reach them on all platforms. That's if, yeah. If if platform, too important. high. Too high. Too yeah. high. Okay. Now. The next question, is, actually, the third question is, do you, uh, we kind of already covered this, but yeah. since I want to give everybody opportunity to ask, is, uh you have any new projects or any new rappers you're working with or anything new coming nah,
0: up I don't. I, I do have a lot of stuff in the hard drive that eventually, when I find the way, because this is the way I like to do stuff, you right. know? If I just wanted to put out music, like, oh, just put out music, just put, I would have done that, but, right. uh, you know, I kind of want to be like, you know, Whatever I put up, okay. last. Words. As for me,
1: I like doing what I'm doing right now. I DJ occasionally. Uh, I'll produce occasionally. But I feel kind of like a football player that's retired yeah. and is now in the in the box kind of announcing yeah. the game. That's kind of like where I am right now. So I'm kind of yeah. having fun. Yeah. Now, if somebody wants to bring me out of retirement say, hey, Tone, I got this much money. Like every once in a while, I'll get hired to go to Colorado, uh, uh, El Paso, or Albuquerque. And I'll go DJ. I got no problem with that. But I will say this. I don't play no new shit. I don't yeah. I, I, I can't relate uh, I don't hate the sad thing is that we live in a generation where truth is a new hate speech mm-hmm. if I say I don't like it they'll label you a hater yeah so yeah no, you know. no I
0: get it and the reason I tune in is like I just want to keep my ears to the street just to I want to feel that again right. I want to feel like damn it's just dope right but I haven't.
1: Yet. Okay. Well, Ernie G, thank you for thank coming you for through, brother. Me. And I'm going to bring you here uh, once again at the beginning of the year. We're going to talk some conspiracy, conspiracy shit. I want to pick bro. your brain about that. Yeah. Okay. So you better sharpen up on your memory, oh, eat God. some carrots or something. Oh, that's for the eyes. Uh, what is it? Walnuts for the brain or something like that? Yeah, walnuts. Oh, walnuts walnuts. for the
0: brain. They look like brains, the walnuts. Yeah, exactly. I'm you. Okay. I don't want to
1: tell you what figs look like. So we'll talk okay. about that on the next one. Yeah, I don't we uh, don't uh, um, Once again, the. DocuMixery drops um, uh, November 4th so please stay tuned on that Um, the official trailer will drop Um, I also got a special guest that you've been tuning in that you can actually, uh, well she'll tell you a little bit more. Uh, Without further ado this is my good friend uh, Blanca from Bobby D Presents and she will give you a little bit more insight on uh, her background and what you're doing, what you got coming up
2: Hey everybody, how are you guys doing? I'm Blanca. I'm uh, I work for Bobby D Presents. I also have Sky Events and Entertainment. Okay. And um, basically, what we're working with this week is Barbara Mason. Oh, okay. Barbara Mason, Brenda. And, and and
1: where is this going to be at?
2: It's going to be at the Greek Theater.
1: Uh huh okay at the greek theater uh, are there still tickets available
2: there's still tickets available uh tickets are available at www.axs.com or on bobbyd presents.com uh,
1: okay and you know what give me one quick second because i need everybody in the background to be quiet please uh um so once again it's and it's this saturday if i'm correct
2: it's this saturday it will be held at the greek theater it's barbara mason 51st 55th anniversary you guys so, so we got to make it special for her. It's almost sold out. Go in there. Um, buy
1: enjoy tickets. it. Have a good time. Yeah. Uh, um, I never got to see her in person, but I know she always puts on a great performance. Uh, whenever Bobby D or whenever you promote a show, uh, uh, I always hear that, you know, things turn out great. A lot of times I don't attend shows because... I've been performing since like the age of 21 so sometimes it kind of gets old a little bit but no you know i don't mind a good concert you know so after that what else do you have coming up
2: so we have a few uh events and shows coming up in october um our a few shows and events are on october the um 17th no
1: take your time Okay. okay
2: so october the 17th i am gonna be hosting with uh jay booty janet we're gonna be hosting the teo calderon concert that's at the okay. Velasco Theater.
1: now i have to ask why jay booty
2: because <laughs> uh, well, she got a booty <laughs>
1: oh. okay we'll save that for another another show yeah
2: we'll, we'll save it for another interview <laughs> this is a promo promo <laughs> so you could go ahead and look for her at jaybooty.com no just kidding <laughs>
1: Dope, dope, dope. (laughs) On Instagram,
2: but yeah. So,
1: give me those dates again.
2: So, we have October the 5th, which is Barbara Mason at the Greek Theater, brought to you by Bobby D presents Uncle Snoop's Army and FKOA.
1: Dope, dope. Okay. And what do you have coming up after that? I know you had mentioned something about a fundraiser, possibly. Yes.
2: So, I have a fundraiser, which is a cancer awareness event, which now it's even more important to me because two days ago, my grandpa passed away from cancer. I'm sorry
1: to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. And I'll tell you why, because... Uh, about 10 to 11 years ago, uh, my mother actually passed away from cancer. My mother was my best friend, and uh, that was the hardest thing for me to, to accept, you know. Yeah. But we, we don't deny that cancer does exist, and you are fundraising. You're, you're, this is a good cause, so we need people to participate, yes, you do. know, to be a part of this. Yeah, so.
2: it's a big deal for me, a big thing. Uh, We have a few artists already that are going to be attending. We want more artists to come out, show support for the cause. Uh, The funds are going to go 100% of the proceeds um, that are donated are going to go to Children's (laughs) Hospital of Los Angeles. Um, And some of our ticket sales are going to go also towards Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Uh,
1: uh, Now, to get a little bit more detail, is this going to be like a concert, like a show, just like a party atmosphere?
2: So it is a Halloween event. People can go ahead and... uh, you know, wear their costumes if they like. We are going to have a two-hour buffet as well included on your ticket sales. So, you have general admission VIP as well. And um, uh, they can dress up if they like. If they don't want to dress up, they don't have to dress up. Uh-huh. Um, we are. It is a concert.
1: Okay. okay. So, we,
2: we do have a lot of artists that are going to be participating. Okay. One it, it, being like Little Blackie.
1: Oh, okay. We just
2: uh, brought him in. Uh, we have also Namek. Okay. Okay. That'll work. We have um, Trey Fred from LBC. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Trey Fred. All right.
2: And then uh, we have other artists as well. We have upcoming artists, also mm-hmm. people that
1: good, you know good. that
2: shows. Uh, I believe it's Susie and Sam. Sam and Susie. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, um, and g- give me this date again, just in case somebody so, just tuned in and didn't hear. Oh
2: yeah. So uh, it's October the twenty fifth. You guys. October twenty fifth. October the twenty fifth. Um, doors open at six pm. Uh, should I look at the
1: camera? <laughs> no, that's fine. Whatever, you, whatever. However uh, you feel comfortable. So time.
2: October the twenty fifth, you guys. Uh, doors open at six pm. Uh, the show starts at seven pm, and buffet is from seven to nine.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and uh, um, uh, do you already have your costume picked out? I do. You don't want to tell nobody what you're going to be. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to. It'll be a surprise.
2: It, It'll be yeah, I think it's one October is the day that you get to dress however you want. Uh-huh. So it is going to be.
1: Okay, that'll work. Now, Sexy.
2: 21 and over, you guys.
1: <laughs> 21 and over. Now, uh, where can somebody get these tickets? Can they buy them ahead of time? Is yes. it at the door or?
2: They can buy them ahead of time at Eventbrite. It's under Monsters Ball uh at steven's steakhouse and the tickets right now we have pre-sale for 25 dollars okay. we have uh 30 and 40 dollars tickets okay and then we have tables for sale. so that's
1: three three shows barbara mason
2: barbara mason what,
1: what date is that again
2: that one's october the
1: 5th october the 5th you guys and then the next one we
2: have the next one on the 17th Tego calderon
1: Tego calderon the reggaeton guy yeah yes. we have
2: october the 19th too which is uh how the west was won
1: how the West was won. one. Yes. We are
2: promoting
1: it. And, and, of course, who's headlining that show? Is it, is it Cube or Snoop Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Okay. You'll be there. Yes. Yeah. And then the next one is the fundraiser.
2: The fundraiser, October the 25th at Stephen State Cal's Halloween uh, Cancer Awareness Event, you guys. um, We need everybody's support. If you we care, have be support. there. support. Yes. If you can. Yes, Either. if
1: you care, be there. And uh, once again, I lost my mother due to cancer as well. Once again, uh, my apologies, my condolences to uh, your grandfather. You know, so if there's anything else that you want to share, right now is the time. Uh, maybe you want to give a shout out or you want to thank somebody. You know? Just
2: a really quick, a few more shows for Bobby D. Okay, we have uh, no uh, another show coming up November. Uh, actually, another show October the twenty fifth, the same time at Palm Springs Casino um, Agua Calientes. And that one would be uh, Jay Balbin. We have another show coming up as well, November the 1st, which is at Stephen's Steakhouse as well. And that one's with Melissa uh, Morgan. Okay. And we have Brittany. Um, we have Matt Legaspi on that one as well. Okay. So if you guys want to join us on that one, we have another Bobby D one, Gerardo Ortiz, November 9th.
1: Dope, dope. You're good at remembering those dates.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's good. Well,
1: well, that's your business. That's what you do. Yeah. So.
2: My business is promoting, marketing, and producing.
1: Well, you know what? I wish you all the luck. I wish you guys the success. And ultimately, I wish you guys make a lot of money. You know, Uh, uh, ultimately as well, I want people to attend and to help out and to be a part of this cancer awareness event that you're...
2: I think it's very important. My grandpa didn't know that he had cancer. And... I, th- I think if we all go to the doctor, I mean, it's an awareness, it's for a reason. You go to the doctor, you you can have more time with your family. You know, they right. told us it was six months, but he passed away within a week of us talking to him. Right,
1: okay, okay. Yeah. Well, if there's anything else, if not, we'd like to say goodbye. Follow and-
2: me at Sky underscore Cast 6A. Follow me at Blanca underscore Bobby D Presents. Follow us on Bobby D Presents, Uncle Snoop's Army, FKOA. I still got to give them a shout out. Um,
1: now, uh, thank
2: you also for having me here. Oh,
1: you're very welcome. You I, are
2: the best. I love you since day one. We are supporting you no matter what.
1: Thank you. I got
2: you. You know
1: this. I, I've never met Bobby D yet, but you know what? I would like to meet him one day. So much love and much respect to him because uh, believe me, his shows are great. Yes. I, I'll tell you where I think he knocked, he knocked it out of the ballpark. Uh, uh I, I hope I get it right That he put together It was new Ice Cube in Cypress Hill One day at Microsoft Theater I think it was like Christmas time Puff Puff Yes There yes. you go
2: So we have the Puff Puff Tour
1: Okay mm-hmm. Wow Awesome
2: yeah. Big ups to Bobby D well, you, so, you, you haven't met him
1: yet? Never met him yet.
2: Oh, we're going to make met. that happen. So, though, well, I'll actually, we are going to make that happen. Okay. You know why, right? Yes. Because we already talked about what we're going to do. Yes, yes. Yeah, All so good. you are going to meet him. All good. So,
1: uh, once again, uh, the official trailer drops tomorrow. Please follow her. Uh, please support. Uh, buy tickets. Okay? Uh, believe me, you won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. So, once again, a documentary drops November uh, 4th. Um. The official trailer drops once again tomorrow. I know I'm repeating myself, but I got about a hundred things going through my mind. So I will be back on IG uh, next week. So be looking for me there. And uh, tomorrow, I'm under Tony Alvarez on Facebook, and I will be dropping my next guest. This is a, a, a gold and platinum manager, and he's managed some of the biggest acts in west coast you, you don't want to miss that so check out my facebook and you'll see uh who it would be so once again thank you to john elkins dg media clubs my son brian uh my boy ernie g for coming through all over santa monica and uh we're out and thank everyone for tuning in and see you guys next week